the jingles of Hogwarts are jingling according to Jingle. Jingle, I asked Jingle Door if I could be jingled. He said, sorry, <laughs> Jingle, I could get reported to the Ministry of Magic for incorrect jingling. You're not a wizard, you're a jingle. Well, the students at Hogwarts are sorted into houses according to Whatever that shifty sorting hat says they ought to do I asked Dumbledore if I could be sorted, he said so Jasper But I could get reported to the Ministry of Magic for incorrect procedure You're not a wizard, you're a postman Hello and welcome to Sorted. I'm Alex. I'm JD. And this is not a Harry Potter podcast, but instead a podcast about everything else viewed through the lens of Harry Potter. Harry Potter is inherently flawed and sorting even more so, but it's still fun to view characters in this way. We're gonna sort them. It's Christmas. It's Christmas. It's Merry Christmas. Happy Chrysler. Merry Christmas. <laughs> and we're doing a Christmas movie again. Last year we did Love Actually, and we're just gonna do one Christmas movie at a time until we've done them all. Every single Christmas movie. At least we'll never run out. <laughs> Thanks to Hallmark. Yeah. Thanks, Hallmark. They make new ones every year. You say they make new ones every year. They make the same one every year. Yes. Thanks, Hallmark, for making the same movie many times. <laughs> oh, man, speaking of uh, Hallmark movies, <laughs> um, you should go check out cult classics and their sort of Christmas special stuff that they're doing, the 12 Days of Coltsmas. 12 special holiday-themed episodes where they're making Hallmark-inspired movies, not necessarily horse movies, but kind of horse movies. And they're all kind of short, and, and they're, they're based fun. on the 12 Days of Christmas. Yeah. And they've got a lot of guests doing them, and we're doing one. We're we did doing, an episode. We did, we're doing one based on Four Calling Birds. It's very good. It's very silly, very short. It's like ten minutes of your time. Go yeah. check it out. And all the other stupid ten stuff over ten. there. I'm sure there are many stupid things happening there right now. I, I 100% recommend. <laughs> we're sorting Klaus today. Yeah, Klaus, the Netflix animated movie that came out last year that is so pretty and so good. It's and so was, pretty. And was robbed of the Oscar. Yeah. You know who got the Oscar? Toy Story. Oh. It wasn't even good. They just do that. <sighs> the Oscars are terrible for animation. Yeah. They're just like, uh... Pic what did Pixar do yeah, today? Yeah, Pixar or Disney. Oh, uh, they did whatever. a fourth Toy Story, only it's like the worst one yet. It's fine. We'll do that. Klaus, though. Klaus is good. It's like a new classic. It's a, good, a film I will be watching every single yeah, year. Yeah. Like, everyone has those movies they watch every year. Like, I love Arthur Christmas. I love Love Actually, obviously. I love yeah. Elf and Muppet Christmas Carol. So many great Christmas movies. And this one is top of the list. It's, it's so, very good. Like, it's, it's so pretty so, and so sweet. It's so sweet. Uh, and turns out, not many characters. But that's okay. Yeah. We'll be brief so you can get back to doing your Christmas things. Because this is two, coming out two days before Christmas. Yeah, we don't want to take up too much of your time. Yeah. If you haven't watched this yet, go and watch go and watch Klaus also. Yeah, honestly, if you haven't watched Klaus and you have time for a podcast, just go watch that movie. Sign up for a Netflix free trial if you have to. It's absolutely worth it. Steal your your parents' password. I don't know. <laughs> it's so like heartwarming and sweet and wonderful and good. And we'll probably get into at least some of that as we discuss the characters. Yeah, let's do that. Such as Jasper. Jasper Johansson. He is the main character. He is the main character. Klaus is like secondary. The, na the namesake of the movie. Klaus is the so secondary protagonist. And it's kind of the point that like Jasper gets sidelined by what's going on in favor of Klaus because, spoiler alert, Klaus is Santa. What? But like Jasper is kind of Santa. At the start of the film, he's at a postman 
training camp, yeah. which is like a full-on military camp here. Yeah, but he's like purposefully failing all yeah. of the tests and stuff so that he can just sort of flunk out and he's... then just go live off his dad's money. Yeah, his, he's there because his dad is like postmaster general. Yeah. And he doesn't want to work. He doesn't want to be a postman. He doesn't want to work at all. He just wants to, yeah, lays about. But his dad's like, mm, no. No, I'm no, 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 no! I'm gonna send you off to the worst place in this in this world that is horrible, especially for postmen. And you've got to make a post office there, or I'm gonna kick you out, and not give yeah, you any I'm more money ever. Cut you off. Yeah. So like, I know you're capable of doing this job. Stop fucking around and go do it. <laughs> and Jesper's a whiny bitch about it, and he ends up discovering the woodsman Klaus, who has a cabin full of toys. And is willing to give them to children. Like, so they, he sets up a system. The, he convinces the kids to write letters. And give him a penny for a letter. Yeah, and then he helps Klaus deliver the toys. Yep. And then the kids start going to school. Because they like, want to learn how to write. Yeah, so like this this one sort of thing that he starts doing. like It, it spirals and yeah, s- makes everything better for everyone. Snowballs into the whole town, which... You know, is there's the whole thing with the town where like there's two families that absolutely hate each other and yeah, stuff, and it, it him having the kids write letters and encouraging them to be good to get toys yeah. like snowballs into the town basically reconciling aside yeah. from you know some minor characters, but um, the villains. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, like, generally speaking, the town sort of gets reconciled via the spirit of giving, yeah, basically. the spirit of Christmas. <laughs> yeah. As time goes on and, like, Jesper starts helping more people and he sees the impact he's had, he starts to become invested and care about the people around yeah. him. Yeah, so, like, at first he's just doing all of this for selfish reasons, but, like, he has this change of heart gradually over time and he grows attached to these people. And then, you know, they have the classic thing in a film where all of his friends find out, wait, you were bad all along. It's like, well, and no. And he sits there and he tries to explain for a minute. Like, yeah. no, like, I, it's different like, now. Yeah, I was doing this for selfish reasons before I cared, but now I care. And it's like, yeah. It's like, tries to explain to them and they just don't listen. That's the only, like, frustrating part. Yeah, it's a weird part of the film because, really like, weird. yeah, before he knew you all, he didn't care, but now he does and he's continuing to work to make things better for everyone. Like, give him a break. Yeah. Like... All he was trying to do at first was make a post office. He's a postman. Yeah, you all That's, knew that. <laughs> like, leave him alone. Like, at one point early on as well, Jesper, like, comments to Klaus that, like, no one does anything out of the goodness of her own heart. Everyone's w- trying to get something. And Klaus, like, is like, what, what are you trying to get? And he brings that up when he finds out that Jesper was trying to just send letters. Like, yeah. oh, everyone's always to get, out to get something. He's like, yeah, he was trying to get something. But also he's helping everyone. Yeah. Like, he still made it better. I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. However, Jesper by the end has completely turned around. He wants, like, he's willing to give up his li- yeah. life of luxury. The silk sheets. For this, like, <laughs> tiny little crummy town that's just miserable and dank. Yeah. But it's becoming brighter and happier for the sake of, like, for the sake of the children there who feel like come to care and rely on him. And because he's genuinely friends with, with Klaus. Klaus. And, like, he's fallen in love with the the school teacher yeah and... which for what it's worth is a such a minor p- side plot it's very good yeah it's like shown in like one shot that like they're like snuggled up by a fire together apart from that they're just friends yeah until... like it's, it's very sort of like gradual yeah and... until like an epilogue and then it's because like you know it's a film about santa claus he has kids they yeah. wanted to show him having kids and it's fine like, yeah no they... like it's, and it's, it's not even that they don't have chemistry like they, yeah yeah it's yeah. just it's, it's just, just not the point that's not what the plot of the movie is yeah this is this is not a romance movie yeah but yeah i mean but that is still like a factor of like at the end he's changed and like yeah. 
he's part of all of these people's lives. Um, so Jesper, right at the start of the movie, is hardcore Slytherin. Absolutely. There's, there's nothing else to it. Yeah. He is lazy, trying to get out of work by any means, so he can just keep on, like, live, living the high life and being mm. rich and happy without doing anything. Doesn't really care about anything. anyone else. Cares for, yeah, nothing. Just wants his own. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But that's not the interesting character from the film. No. So, like, at what point do we sort him? I don't know. Well, let's let's discuss how his character progresses and what sure, that, sure, like, sure, leads sure. into. Because maybe he's still a Slytherin. Maybe, yeah, maybe he keeps that. So, like, obviously, when he gets there, when he then starts having to do work, he's very cunning about it. Yes. Like, he find he finds... He's got kind of a manipulation thing going. Because like, thing, he's sort of tricking the kids into getting what he needs. Yeah, because when he first gets there, he finds that nobody in that town ever sends any letters. Like, everyone there is, like, laughs at the idea of a postman. Like, they're like, oh, you're the latest postman, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. Like, People have tried to set up a post office here before, but because the people there hate each other so much and don't know anyone off their tiny little island, they never send any post, so they don't need a postman. So he's just trying to find a way to send post. And he, yeah, it's yeah. a it's a little bit sneaky and unhanded, but... Considering the town that he's in. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of all he has to work with. But it's not like he's doing it... Like, he's not... Not like he's just saying you will do this and that's that like the kids still get something from it yeah at the end of the day he sets up a system where like because the first time it happened was kind of by accident he went up to Klaus's house to ask if he had any letters as a postman yeah and dropped this child's drawing that he had there because he wasn't willing to give it back to the child unless the child paid for it to be mailed back which again kind of slimy yeah he's just trying to do what he can that one's that one's a particularly slimy moment yeah oh yeah sure sure and then really like discovers oh Klaus has given this kid a toy because the kid was so sad and alone it's like so maybe if I can get more letters maybe he'll give more toys and then more kids will send more letters and I can get the letters I need to get out of here yeah um and it is that is like a, a cunning move like a, a yeah. way of sort of making the system work for him yeah and he just develops it and builds on it over time like it has the idea of like Christmas will well, like do a big thing for Christmas where every kid gets a new toy yeah We'll double all the letters and I'll be good to go. Does he have a Does he have a turning point where he clearly changes to a different house, or is he still just a Slytherin at the end? Like, I mean, I'm kind of inclined to say that like people keep keep some aspect of what how they start. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, here's the thing: he does start caring. Yeah. But he also is still perpetuating this system mm-hmm. that is beneficial for everyone and like he does sort of learn this thing from Klaus of like one uh, a a true act of kindness always sparks another a true act of goodwill always sparks another yeah and so he does sort of pick that up and it does Mm -hmm. eventually become like this sort of altruistic thing that he's doing even when they start doing planning the Christmas thing he's still intending to leave Klaus is like next year we can expand to more villages and he's like wait what I uh but that's point he's kind of unsure he's like i might not be here yeah. next year like he's he's still sort of intending to leave but he's clearly seems less yeah intent. i'm just i'm trying to decide like does he reach a point where he cares about more than just himself and his own circle mm. does he actually start caring about these random other villages like just for the sake of being good for them i think he cares about margu oh yeah for sure um, like when he when he gets that moment where he makes her happy yeah oh my heart yeah i have I have an argument for you. Okay. Um, in regards to keeping him in Slytherin. Yeah, sure. At the end of the movie. Yeah. When all of this has gone down and, mm-hmm. like, Santa Claus is Santa Claus now mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, the way that he frames this, he's like, yeah, like, everyone gets toys or whatever, but, like, one night a year, I get to see my friend. Ooh, yeah, okay. Um, and... Th- 
It's it's a heartwarming like it's, thought. No, it's so sweet, and it makes me cry. Yeah, and it's wonderful. Like he looks forward to Christmas. But yeah, not for anyone else's sake, for the sake of him getting to reunite with his yeah, friend. Yeah, like that's what he yeah. gets out of that yeah. sort of magical thing that yeah. has come to exist is like he isn't super excited about it be- just like just because, you know, everyone yeah. gets toys or whatever. Like the the part about it, you know, like yeah. brings him fulfillment is that he gets to see like his friend. And there is like a bit of like a hufflepuffiness there. Eh. Um and like you know like like because of like the friendship and the the stuff, but it 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 feels like a a particularly sort of selfish way of framing that. And I don't mean that in in a bad way. It's fine. So, yeah, he starts out as kind of typical slimy jerks at the end, not in like any kind of malicious way, but just kind of a slimy jerk. Yeah. Progresses into being ambitious ambitious and clever and cunning. Ambitious is good. You right. Yeah, but all along, all through it all, he's Slytherin. Yeah. And he just starts out as a negative betrayal, but moves towards a positive betrayal, but still Slytherin through it all. Yeah, I like keeping him Slytherin. Yeah. I'm into that. Okay, up next is Klaus, the big man himself. He's got a tragic backstory. He does. His wife died. They were unable to have kids. Yeah, so they... He, he, he loves kids. Yeah. Klaus started building toys for the children they one day have. They never could have kids. And yeah, his wife died. And he became kind of a bitter old miser, like locked away alone. Yeah. He kind of just shuts down and retreats into himself. Rather than, like, it's not like he's become inherently angry. He just withdraws from the world. It's kind of in short to do with himself. Like, he spends all that time building birdhouses because his wife liked birds. Because he's like, he's stuck in a loop. He doesn't know he's how lost. to move on. Yeah. 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 He's, he's just... Sort of very lost and alone. Yeah. Then he realizes there's a sad child in town. I can make this child happy. The postman can help me do it. Let's do that. There is some encouragement from like what is presumed to be the ghost of his wife sort of pushing him in this direction and like showing him the letter and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but like as soon as he is given the opportunity to like make a kid happy, mm-hmm. he just kind of drops everything and is like, yeah, I'll do this. When Jesper comes back, he's again, he's like very silent and stoic at first. He doesn't give anything away. Well, apart from the things he gives away. (laughs) It's unclear what he's thinking about, whether he wants to go and help or not. I think it's probably a bit of kind of a a sadness of like, these were toys that were meant for like my family. And I don't know if I want to give them away. And like, I don't know if I want to get involved with people again, knowing how much can be lost. Like, I think there's like a lot of mixed emotions going on. But the but fact is, we don't know it. Yeah, we don't know. For all we know, he's just waiting for Jesper to shut up so he can be like, yes, I will give every child a toy. And that's the thing. Like, he he does once again agree, like, yes, I yeah. will give kids toys. <laughs> as long as I get to go with you and watch them be happy. Yeah. You've got to go down the chimney, though. Because I'm big. Yeah. You're a skinny little thing. <laughs> so then all the kids, like, once the rumors start going around, like, Jesper's telling the kids that the Klaus will give you a toy... So they're like, wow, how does Klaus get down the chimney? I have no idea. And he eats the cookies. And they start spreading all these rumors, which is like how the myths of Santa get born. Yeah, all the Santa things. Yeah. It is really delightful the ways in which they they bring like all of these sort of classic Santa Claus elements and like give them like a reason for being. So the moment that made made me cry so hard when I first watched it though is, Mm -hmm. so there's like, Klaus reveals his tragic backstory to Jesper after Jesper had discovered what was supposed to be like a little display of like figurines. Like it's it's an empty yeah. sort of cutout sort of thing that would have been figurines of like Klaus's wife and their children. That never happened. Later on though, after like <laughs> making friendships with the Sami people who don't speak English but are willing to help because they've helped others and they yeah, just start building yeah. a, a team to get all the toys ready for Christmas. Jesper and Alva 
and well, they make toys, they make figures of themselves and all the, the other Sammy people and Klaus, and they put them on display because they're his family now. They're his family now. Ugh. My heart. Yeah. We see that again later too, and like it's even bigger, like because mm. we see sort of like time moving mm. forward towards the end, and like every time we see it, there's like more and more. And it's so good. Like, everything with the Sammy people is wonderful. I love them. Yeah. Klaus himself. Klaus himself, um... Like, my inclination is to go Hufflepuff. Yeah, Hufflepuff he, is very generous. Yep, generous, like, kind and patient. In youth, hard, like, partic- hardworking, particularly when he was younger, but... Yeah. Still now, like, he's doing this... Still hardworking. He's, he's working hard to help others. Yeah. No benefit to himself. I, like, almost said, like, maybe Gryffindor, but, like, the more you're saying, like, the the more... Yeah. Like, it just all feels helpful. Yeah. He's doing this selflessly. He's doing this just for the benefit of mm-hmm. other people. He's not really getting anything out of it. Um, I think if he'd been Gryffindor, he wouldn't have, like, needed that push from Jesper. Yeah. Jesper, like, helps guide him in this direction. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, like, as a Gryffindor, he'd have been more inclined... He probably would have taken like, that charge Yeah, himself. or at the very least, once he realized that, like, there's this kid out there, he would have just dealt with it himself and just given all of his toys away, like, the, the one night. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. 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 Hufflepuff for clouds. I, I feel Hufflepuff. Also, let's face it, like, just Santa Claus in general. House hot take. House hot take. Santa Claus is a Hufflepuff. Santa's a Hufflepuff. Jolly. Holly. I'm listing Santa's traits. <laughs> <laughs> he's jolly, he's generous, he likes to eat. He's, <laughs> <laughs> he's so patient. Cute. True and unafraid of toil. He's a loyal. Hard yeah. He makes so many toys. Depending on the version of the story that you follow. He's dependable. <laughs> Comes around every year. Every he s- has a sense of justice. I think every single version of the story though agrees that Santa loves food. Yeah. Yeah. Santa's a foodie. Yeah. Next is Alva. Alva, who is just Rashida Jones, and like you just watch <laughs> this and it's just like that's Ann Perkins. That's Ann Perkins. But- Ann Perkins. Ann Perkins. We haven't sorted Parks and Rec yet. Yes, we have. Have we? Mm-hmm. We've sorted Parks and Rec. Yeah. Like, because here's the thing. Klaus is J.K. Simmons. Yes. And you can hear it. But the yeah. thing is, J.K. Simmons is so many iconic roles that you don't even think about it. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. He's friggin' Cave Johnson. He's Stanford Pines. He's J. Jonah Jameson. J. Jonah Jameson. He's Klaus. Rashida Jones. <laughs> yeah. She's done a lot. She's done plenty of things. But she's just, she is Anne Perkins. Yeah, there's something about her where it's always just like, no, that's Anne Perkins. Yeah. So in this version... I, I always feel bad when when that's the case for actors. Yeah. So like, I know you're trying to be different people. That's literally your job. For some reason, I can only see you as this one well, role, Jim from The Office. <laughs> here's the thing. She's playing a very different character here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, this version of Anne Perkins is a teacher called <laughs> Alva. Uh, well, she moved to Smearensburg, which yes. is where the film is set, as a newly qualified teacher, full of bright-eyed and full of hopes and dreams. And she's like, "I'm gonna go teach kids and yeah. make their lives better." And it turns out, in this town, no nobody one... sends their kids to school because they don't want their kids mixing with the other kids. Yeah, because there there's two feuding family factions. Yeah, and they can't possibly mix with the other side, so they don't go to school. Yeah, it's implied that they're both their families, but like, how do they? Like, continue the the family lines without mixing with people from outside their families. Are they all just inbred? Probably. Nice. <laughs> Is it? No. <laughs> Obviously not. So because she's, she's a teacher in a place where nobody sends their kids to school, and I guess the government doesn't pay teachers directly in this world. They'd have been paid by 
the parents of the children or something. I don't know. It's unclear. She doesn't have any money, so she ends up turning the schoolhouse into a fishmonger's. Yeah. I'm not sure where she gets the fish from. She fishes them herself at some other time. I don't know. Again, not really explained. She sells fish. But she's become very bitter and hardened against the world. She's just saving up money to get out of this place. There's a point where Jesper has then sent some children to school because they want to be able to learn to write so they can send letters. And she like she goes up to him angrily like, You sent children to school to read, learn to read? What is wrong with you? Because it just sort of throws like a wrench into like her plans of getting out of this place. And she knows... I think, like, the reason she's angry is because she knows that, like, if these kids want to learn, which they do, that she will not be able to turn them down. She tries. She does at she first tries. until she realizes they're just not going anywhere. Yeah. They're just sat there waiting patiently. And then she, she has a turning point where she gets one kid up to the front and guides the kid through writing her own name. And she's like, and the kid is, that's my name? The kid is so excited to be learning. And then, like, all the other kids are like, I want to write my name. I want to write. And she's like, she's like wait, what? Like, like, yeah, she realizes that they're excited and enthusiastic to be there and that they want to learn. Yep. And she's like, I cannot deny these kids. Yeah, she ends up dipping into her personal savings that she'd been building up so that she could finally move away from this town so that she can help them learn. It reached the point where, yeah, Jesper's got the next character on her list who doesn't speak any English. Like, he takes this kid to Alva's house in the middle of the night and she's just like, okay, come on, let's just, let's, let's learn yeah. English. Yeah. Let's just learn English from the ground up. Interpreted that as like she knew some like, maybe like some of that language maybe. and she was helping translate maybe hard to say it, yeah it's, it's unclear there's no like, dialogue we, yeah we're outside it. that we're outside the house looking in in a gorgeous panorama shot so good Ugh. and um and yeah then there's like a song playing and music so we don't yeah hear any dialogue yeah, yeah. we don't actually know what the specifics is like, later she's... on she tries to show just how better the town is now like how positive things are like everyone's like working together and celebrating Christmas and mixing and he then takes her to like meet Klaus and work on with them on the toys and yeah she sort of becomes part of part of team Christmas yeah <laughs> team Klaus uh, I like her a lot yeah I want to say she's I want to say she's Ravenclaw I think so at the beginning of the movie she's sort of shunning that side of herself yes but here's a, she went to school I think it's because she like she doesn't want to be let down again we see her in that photo of her as a new graduated qualified teacher mm-hmm. bright eyed full of hope ready to go and like educate educate yeah she's excited like, like, she, yeah. I'm not sure if she knew that Smirinsburg didn't have a working schoolhouse when she chose to go there if she know. did that's then she's chosen that place because she wants to bring positive change the world otherwise she just happened to pick somewhere but regardless she wanted to teach she got beaten down by the world over yeah. the course of several years she lost her spark for <laughs> but she finds it again yeah and yeah. she's so she is impassioned about teaching and helping educate yeah. children and yeah and... i could i could see like a hufflepuff as well that yeah. sort of sure. helping kind of mindset but i think because the way in which she feels compelled to help is yeah. is via education yeah leans more ravenclaw for me I, yeah, I think so. I think the Hufflepuff version of this character would have per- persevered more and like just kept on pushing and trying Probably, to yeah. make schooling yeah, yeah. happen more. Like, you know, did like the fishmonging thing on the side to have money to eat. Yeah, yeah. But still trying to get people into school. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I think Ravenclaw. Alva's a Ravenclaw. And now we come to talk about Margu. Margu. And by extension, the Sammy people. Yeah. So Margu, Margu. shows up. She, a little girl who shows up outside Jesper's post office with a bunch of other kids trying to post their letters and she just starts jabbering away in Sammy. 
which Jasper doesn't even realize what she's speaking at first, but somehow this kid has found out about this idea that like talking to this postman can get you a toy. Yeah. And just the whole, she just stays by his office for like such a long time. She does. She's so, she's so persistent. And like, she's just so like happy go lucky. She's just eager. Like Jasper keeps on shutting her down and just like shoving her out of the way. She's like smiling the whole time. She never Mm -hmm. like, Gives up or stops worrying, like, <laughs> like worries about it. Yeah. Jesper's had an argument with Carson, bad time, and he sits down with Magu in the middle of the night to, to talk. Yeah. Like, he just talks through his issues. Yeah, and he's like, you're a really good listener. Yeah. He takes her to Alva so that she can write a letter to Klaus, finishes the letter, and, like, Jesper seals it and, like, like st- puts a stamp on it ready to post. And she's, like, so excited and happy and, Yay. like, gives him a massive hug. And then Jesper goes like goes to Klaus, so they go together to deliver it, and they they both like hide out to watch in the morning to see her excited. So she comes out of her tent and like finds this like freaking unbelievably so happy with her parents, and then like Jesper and Klaus just watch them later, led by Margu. The Sammy people all turn up, like this huge group of people all turn up at Klaus's house to help him make all the toys that are needed for Christmas for yeah. all the kids in town. And they, like, they give him the red suit. Yeah, and like, they... so they're, they're, like, the original elves or whatever. Like, they're the elves in the in the folktale sure, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Like, even though, you know, it's not like they're particularly short or anything. No. They're just a large group of people who will help work on the toys. Dressed in bright, colourful clothes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's just so delightful. When... It's found out that, like, when people find out Jesper is such an evil person because he yeah, had his yeah. own interests at heart, yeah. Margaret's the only one who's, like, like who's trying to side with Jesper. Because here's the thing. Jesper has done nothing but selflessly help her. Yeah. He gained nothing yeah. by helping her write her letter. And also, I don't know how much of, like, she understood what was going on there. It's hard to say. But, but like, yeah, like, that's how many people ended up helping. And she's, like... No, that's my friend. Yeah. Jesper had no in, like no idea of like had no way to know that the Sami people would take it on themselves to turn up and help. Yeah. He did that purely for the sake of helping this one persistent child. Mm-hmm. And like she runs to the docks when she thinks he's leaving on a boat, screaming his name, which is like the only like English word that we can yeah. sort of understand from her, yeah. It's the yeah, the only word we get from her that's not a Sammy word is Jasper Jasper and it's like she realises he's there and it's like they reunite and they talk things through and at this point it kind of seems like they understand each other like at least a little bit yeah yeah and then in the epilogue yeah we get to see her when she's older because we get the 12 years later scene after class has disappeared and Jasper's looking for him and like yeah he goes to her for help and like I'm sorry I don't know but it's just oh, it's just delightful it's she's wonderful. delightful like, like they, they stay friends yeah like, yeah 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 he yeah. probably like considers her like a, like one of his kids. Basically. Yeah, like yeah. Um. Oh, <laughs> and she's just so precious. She's so precious. Oh my gosh. Adorable, wonderful, and perfect. So I, I want to say Gryffindor. I'm, my feelings are either Gryffindor or Hufflepuff. Yeah, yeah. She, like the persistence feels more Hufflepuff. I think but the boldness of being that's, there. That's the thing. That's like she she continuously like she lives. A ways away. Yeah, like, how like is it, she getting to this it, town? This it does take Klaus um, and Jesper like most of the night to get. They have to like go off on a boat to get there. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. So it's, like, how is she getting here? She maybe like swims. Maybe like her parents come to town to buy things or whatever. Yeah, but for how fact, long? I don't know. So like, maybe we're just yeah. seeing her like on rare occasions. But like, she does. She's a very small child. Yeah. And she takes it upon herself to like leave her parents' side to like 
make her way through town to find this post office to sit there and wait. For that this is guy. also some sh- some big Gryffindor stupidity. Yeah, <laughs> like it's not the smart thing to be no, there. No, absolutely not. Uh. Um, <laughs> like I, there is absolutely a, a, an argument for Hufflepuff, but I I think there's some so there's something yeah. about her like Gryffindor leaning Hufflepuff then. Yeah, cool, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Another classic. All four houses in the in these main characters. That may have been an ulterior motive <laughs> for me leaning more Gryffindor, but uh, uh, I just like it when that happens. It's time. It's time. It's time for the lightning bolt round. We're trying not to yell because it is fairly late at night. Yeah, there's a small child in the there's house. There's a small child in the house. Tell me about the drill sergeant. Drill sergeant is like one of the first characters we see, or at least the first character with dialogue we see, I think. Mm. Um, he's the drill sergeant at the postman training camp. Yes. He's also voiced by J.K. Simmons. Oh. Yeah. Just, nice. Which I kind of noticed when we watched it mm. the other day. And it's like, is that him? And then I was like, oh, it is him. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's very, you know, rigid military type. Gets incredibly frustrated by Jesper's, like, cavalier attitude but when Jester's father tries to send him off to Smearinsburg he's like like I'm all for discipline but isn't that a bit much so like he's got a heart in him yeah yeah like he yeah I think he probably I'm, I'm gonna do some speculation here uh he probably like has known Jesper since he was like a little kid like sure. judging by his like ranking in this thing and his dad being like top of the line like he probably does care about him sure some degree. gosh there's a whole backstory there that, like you just like planned out an entire fanfic just a d- drill sergeant watching Jesper around. Uh, I'm going to say Gryffindor. Yeah, I like Gryffindor. Yeah. How about Jas- Jesper's daddy? Mm-hmm. Uh, a severe man. Yep. Well-meaning for his son. Yeah, well-meaning, but... And honestly, like, what he does is very much in Jesper's best interest. And it, do- it does work. It and does it pays work, off big it time. Is, it is a, a, rough, a, a rough move. I do kind of think Slytherin. Okay. He's clearly, like, a very successful... Yeah, and I think he, he has, like, ambitions for his son. Sure. And I think, those, I don't, I think those ambitions are, to yeah. some degree, like, sort of finding yourself and, like, doing mm-hmm. well for yourself in, you know, like, making your own way more mm-hmm. so than just living off of what's already been established. Mm-hmm. But I think that's kind of Slytherin. We're in the lightning bolt round. Sorry. Um... <laughs> Tammy Crumb. Mrs. Crumb, the elderly matriarch of the Crumb family. She's the one who's like very much pushing for the feud between the two families. Yeah. More so than like her counterpart on the other side. She's a little more conniving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I've got to push her to Slytherin. <laughs> yeah. How about Axel Ellingbow, her counterpart? Um, he's sort of the leader of the other clan family yeah, the thing. The Ellingbows. Yeah. Um. He's a dummy. He's a dummy. Yeah. He doesn't understand when she calls him to, like, try and form a truce. But he's, I think he's just kind of trying to uphold this tradition. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much of it, like, how much he actually cares. Uh-huh. Um, tradition? Fraternity? Yeah, probably still also Slytherin. Just a slightly different take. More of the Crab and Goyle type. <laughs> we'll what get about, the Crab and Goyle. Uh, Moggins. Moggins, the, the ferryman. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if we ever actually hear his name out loud or if that's just in the credits. But mm. he's a very sarcastic, kind of a dick... Yeah. Like smart Alec type. He's not. Uh, to on, be fair, he's not on either side of this. Oh no no no! He dude. he ferries people to and from Smearinsburg, and like he doesn't. He assumes that people don't want to go there. He's very familiar with like the feud though, and like the troubles with postmen, and like because Jesper's kind of a jerk to him at first, because Jesper's a jerk. Yeah. He like like gives him a hard time back. Over time, I think it's like kind of in jest for the most part. Like yeah. at one point, he sees Jesper and. Alva together and just makes kissy faces and like Jesper's just like rolling his eyes. Yeah. It's fun. Uh, yeah, I think he does kind of 
they all kind of grow on each other. Yeah, I'm going to put him in Gryffindor. I like that. Yeah. How about that one bully kid? <laughs> that one bully kid uh, is mean to Jesper, and then Jesper's like, you're not going to get any gifts, you're going to get coal in your stocking. Because... <laughs> so, like, Je- like this one kid is inadvertently responsible for the myths of the coal and the idea of the naughty and nice lists. Yeah. Um, so he starts being better. Uh, yeah. But I still think he's Slytherin. Oh, yeah. Because that's... He's a turd. And and that's selfish Entirely self, self-serving, yeah. yeah. Uh, tell me about the Adams Family ba da bum Ba-ba-da-bum. You know the ones we mean. Ba-ba-da-bum. The smallest so, one usually has a carrot. Yeah, so when Jesper <laughs> first arrives, like, and sees how terrible this town is, there's a group of kids who have a snowman, but they're all stabbing it with carrots. And one of them, like, they all have just, like creepy wide-eyed stares later on when he sees the whole town like all happy and like coming <laughs> together these kids have still got their creepy wide-eyed stares and they've got a snowman but they're melting it properly and they're all smiling but they're still staring real creepily um ravenclaw okay how about the nice kids just the, just the just kids in general the other children of the town who yeah. want to be good and want to are sort mixed. of sort of stuck in this system, and, yeah. Yeah, but do do want to be better. I, it, it's yeah. sort of like a mix of like Hufflepuff and Gryffindor. Yeah, the kids. Um, sort Great. of depending on the individual. Yeah, we just wanted to get like there's a lot of town folks sort of in the mix. Yeah, and worth mentioning. Tell yeah. me about the Crumb adults. So the other adults of the Crumb family, they're all equally kind of dumb. No, those no? ones are the not dumb ones. Oh, less dumb. Oh ones. right, yeah, no. They're, like, their matriarch isn't so dumb, but some of them are kind of dumb. Yeah. Like, one of them is very obsessed with the idea of their family members going to brunch with the crumbs. Yeah. They're big, dumb dummies, and they follow the leader. There, so they're in. Yeah. Ellingbow adults. Um, they're just, they're all just a bunch of dummies. Yeah, pretty similar. Um, yeah. Probably, I, I kind of say Gryffindor, maybe. Oh, okay. yeah. Sure, why not? Yeah, I think they they just aren't really thinking about what their issues are. Um, all right, and finally, uh, tell me about Olaf and Pumpkin. So Olaf and Pumpkin, they are the same character. On either side, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Olaf is the son of Mrs. Crumb. Yes. Pumpkin is the daughter of Mr. Ellingbow. They have the the exact same ridiculously over large ca- like character model. Yeah. They're huge and like utterly stupid. Olaf never says anything. Pumpkin only ever says mine. They're voiced by the same person. So actually, Olaf must have some kind of noise, even if it's just grunting, because they just sure. ha- they yeah, share yeah. a voice actor. And they're the Romeo and Juliet of their family. At the end, the final fight, they end up, like, Olaf ends up saving Pumpkin from going off her a cliff. Yeah. And she just looks up and is like, mine? And, like... Yeah, they fall she's, in love. She's next seen carrying him and they're very lovey-dovey and in the epilogue they get married. Yeah, and like, yeah, because of that... They the, end the family feud. The feud ends. Like, because, even for those who were sort of being more persistent about yeah, it. Yeah, their parents, while they're trying to encourage them not to go along with it, they'll do anything for their kids. Yeah, the um, which is good. Makes me happy. They just follow along with what they're told to do again. But until they fall in until love. Until they fall in love. I'm going to go Hufflepuff. Because like why not? Yeah. And that's Klaus sorted. Yay. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Okay, it's time to sort it out. And it's sorting it out at Christmas. Uh, so Christmas is a thing in Harry Potter for whatever reason. Maybe there should be other religious holidays. But we're, we're here to have fun today because it's Christmas. Yeah? You with yeah. me? Yeah. 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 yeah, I'm with you. So Santa, he's a wizard. Yes. Like, because here's the thing. Like, wizard kids... 
if, assuming they grow up knowing about Santa, they definitely do in the movies because we see like a Santa riding around on a broom. Mm-hmm. Like they have no reason to think this, like some of the things that kids in the real world think. Like how could Santa get around the world in one night? And da, 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 da. Yeah, Santa has a time turner. Or is it just magic? The answer is just a wizard did it. Yeah. You know what else? Santa's a very powerful wizard. Santa needs to come and help fight Voldemort. <laughs> Santa and Dumbledore are old friends. He should have called it a favor. Sa- Santa, like, Voldemort took over Wizarding Britain. Why didn't you help? Santa, get off your lazy butt and fight Voldemort. And for that matter, Santa, where were you during World War II? <laughs> Santa, where are you during COVID? Why hasn't Santa fixed COVID? We have a vaccine. I guess. Regardless, Santa, save the Wizarding World. That's fair. Before, like, you know, at least before Sirius dies, I guess maybe he couldn't save Cedric. Did you know that Cedric's dead? I did know that Cedric's dead. Cedric Diggory is dead, guys. And it's Santa's fault, because Santa didn't stop Voldemort. (laughs) Harry Potter would be better if Santa stopped Voldemort. Merry (laughs) Christmas. Thank you for listening to Sorted. If you agree or disagree with any of our sorting, you can find us on Twitter at SortedPod. You can also find us both individually. I'm at CodenameJD. And I'm at Pachoo, P-T-C-H-E-W. Thank you to Matt Majakamo of the Wampin' Willows for our theme song, the House of Awesome theme song. And thank you to the Pocket Podcast Network for hosting us. You can find other cool shows on the network, such as Cult Classics, which we mentioned earlier on is doing a lot of fun stuff for Go the and holidays. check out the 12 Days of Cultsmas. Yes. Um, but other cool shows include... Them's the Facts... Uh, and home viewing. While you're there on Twitter, you should tweet us your favourite day of Christmas of the 12 days of Christmas. And we'll sort your favourite day of Christmas. What house is a partridge in a pear tree? Find out in... by tweeting at us. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. I'm starting a new house and it's called awesome starting a new house it's called awesome starting a new house and it's called awesome pocket podcast network quality programming right to your pocket Hi, I'm Brittany, and I have a bachelor's degree in film and television. And I'm Jessica, and I have a bachelor's degree in equine studies. What would happen if we put our heads together? We would come up with the new best worst horse movie. Like a movie where a horse is the best hard-boiled detective the city has ever seen. Or a movie where horses are fighting in the front lines in a space war. We're doing just that here at Colt Classics, a new show on the Pocket Podcast Network. Join us every other Monday for good horses, bad plots, and all the bad horse movies you never knew you needed in your life.